Welcome back to the Human Up Podcast. My name is Victor Ung. I am a certified life coach helping people, humans, just creators, anyone who, who wants to produce something, find a little more clarity and direction in their lives, especially those who are overwhelmed with all the amount of mixed messages or the information overload that we're seeing now in today's society and uh, in the internet and social media with our technologies. I love being able to provide this safe, non-judgmental, unbiased outside perspective for people to explore themselves, to increase their own self-awareness, their emotional intelligence, to learn more about their own strengths and weaknesses, uh, what their core values are, what they care about in this world, and to help them create a life for themselves that is more in line with who they are. In today's episode, I talked to a men's relationship coach, Ed Baxter. I actually found him serendipitously on Facebook after you know, embarking on my own journey in increasing my own emotional intelligence here and, and trying to kind of, you know, figure out, uh, the, the areas of improvement in, in my romantic relationships. And so I found his Facebook group called Genuine Attraction, Unapologetic Relationship Mastery for Conscious Men. And, you know, those are, those are all some great words right there. <laughs> um, but I was definitely more so attracted to Ed's demeanor and the message that he was sharing. It was definitely a lot more refreshing to hear his perspective around the fact that y you don't create attraction between men and women. That, that was something that was missing between men and women, at least something that I've noticed was empowerment within men, within our masculinity, within learning how to step into our own power that we have naturally within ourselves, but that we've given away to everyone else by accepting their own opinions or judgments or perspectives. So after following Ed and his Facebook page and the, the posts that he was writing, I definitely wanted to bring him on the podcast and talk a lot about these topics and what genuine attraction is, um, how can conscious men and men who identify with introversion, uh, which is another topic that he talked a lot about and something that I very much relate to within myself, you know, branch out and and feel confident within how we express ourselves how do we use that to you know attract the women that we want how do we how do we find a meaningful relationship for ourselves in a in an authentic way so that's what we're going to discuss through this episode it's it's definitely a lot of deep stuff i i hope maybe someone out there can gain something out of this as well and if, if you do, by the way, don't forget to connect. If you do resonate with this or if you found something meaningful or helpful, uh, don't be afraid to reach out. So we'll get into the episode right after a message from my sponsor. First off, thank you for being a listener of the Human Up podcast. 
I definitely have so much to say and express and all the things that I've experienced and observed throughout my life that I've honestly been cultured and, and kind of pressured to, to bite my tongue against. So I really love being able to use this platform and this medium as a podcast to do so. And it wouldn't be possible without Anchor.fm, which is the hosting platform I use to distribute this podcast. It's perfect for me right now because it's free and automatically distributes Distributes my episodes to all the different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. And the cool part is that there are tools to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So you don't even need any extra software or services to, to create the podcast. And you can even make money from the podcast with no minimum listenership by recording ads like this. So if you have a message to send and ideas to spread, definitely download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And who knows, maybe we can collab and create a, a podcast episode together. If you do end up creating one, you should definitely hit me up and, and we can do something there. With that, let's get back to the episode. Cool. Well, hey, thanks again, Ed, for coming back on, or coming, not back, you've never been on this podcast, but for coming <laughs> on to the to the show. And, um, it's really cool to, you know, one thing I really do appreciate about the internet is to be able to just connect with people all over the world. Um, so really appreciate what you're doing here. Well, thank you very much, man. I, I appreciate you having me on. Cool. Yeah. And I'd, I'd be curious to kind of get to know a little bit, uh, about how you got started with, um, the, the at least the Facebook group that's the one that I've been part of for a while. You have a Facebook group called Genuine Attraction, and uh, yeah. So how did you kind of get into this and and in doing men's work? Well, it all started a long time ago, as it usually does with with this kind of thing. Where you know you grow up and you want to find somebody who really matches you well. You want to date the kind of women that you really want. And for a lot of guys, and I would say for just about every man I've ever met. The fears and, and insecurities that come about from just having certain things happen in your childhood, like like for me, I, I dealt with a lot of narcissism in my in, in my family, and so it made it hard for me to connect with people genuinely. I did a lot of people pleasing, and a lot of guys these days have they have these similar problems. And so what happens is you go after what, not necessarily what you want and you feel is good for your life, but you go after what you think you can get. And so that, that, that scares you, right? If you try to go after something that you don't think you're going to, you deserve, and then you get shut down or something, then, then you just say, okay, well, I do, I just, I'm not good enough for that. And that's where you hear a lot of terms like out of my league and all that stuff. And so what I did was I married what I call the, the 80% girl. And before I, I met her, I kind of, followed a little bit of the pickup stuff. I didn't get really heavy into it. And this is back in the early 2000s. So it was very in its infancy. You know, it was before the game by Neil Strauss came out. And it was way, way before all that stuff. And I, I internalized some of those mindsets to a bad degree. And, and the way I say that is because when I got married, I wanted my wife to chase me, essentially. I didn't want to... I didn't want to worry about ever, you know, being cheated on or something like that. And so I ended up marrying somebody, I shouldn't say ended up, but I chose to marry at the time somebody, what I call the 80% girl, somebody who is 
they're pretty good. They're, they're most of what you want and you can settle for that and be happy. Unfortunately, when you do that, there are big holes in your relationship of things that you need, you just need, right? It could be either looks or it could be just a good attitude or it could be connection or love or just something as simple as just presence. And so for me, I, I didn't have exactly what I wanted there. And so I didn't try as hard as I should have. And she felt that too. You know, if you have a woman who's with you and you're trying to, and she can feel that you're not everything that, that you really want, she can feel that intuitively. And so she's going to be insecure in the relationship. And so that's what happened. And she cheated on me and had a son. And instead of just, you know, feeling sorry for myself, I decided, well, I, there was a lot of that. I'm not going to lie. But what I decided to do was just figure this stuff out. If, if not for me, then at least for my son, so that he didn't have to repeat this when he grows up, so that he wouldn't emulate what I did, because I did the same thing. You know, most people, they they end up getting with somebody who's very similar to one of their parents, usually the opposite sex. So, you know, if a woman has a hard relationship with her father, she'll attract partners who do the same type of things to her so that she can recreate these situations. Ultimately, it's it's not necessarily a bad thing because we do that so that we can resolve them and grow from it. But we usually don't see that we're blind to it, you know? And so I wanted to resolve this too. And I wanted to find my perfect partner. And so, and so I, I decided that I wasn't going to try to manipulate her or try to be something I wasn't ever again. I said, if it wasn't going to, I wasn't going to be unapologetically myself, then I'm not going to do it. Cause, cause the manipulation led to the end of that marriage, even though it wasn't something I really wanted, you know, rejection breeds obsession. And so, that's what happened. I obsessed with it. And I was like so obsessed with getting her back, but that ship had sailed. And I'm glad that it did because had I stayed there and had I fixed it, I wouldn't be in the position I am now. I wouldn't be here talking to you either. And so I decided to try that out. You know, I'm just going to go and unapologetically be myself, be very secure in who I am and accept, accept everything about myself and grow, try to grow every day a little bit better than the day before. And so I adopted a lot of good, healthy habits, you know, and I decided to try this new method out, which kind of flew in the face of all the, the pickup stuff. And it worked so amazingly well. And it was effortless. It wasn't hard at all. You know, women were just attracted to the energy and the presence. And they liked that. And, and so, yeah, I was very successful in that for a while. And then I met my wife. And, uh, yeah, she is absolutely my perfect partner, hands down. And, and I am for her, too. You know, we even made lists independently before we even knew each other of what our perfect partner would be. And it was amazing and, and scary and quite honestly, amazing <laughs> that I was everything on her list plus more. And she was everything on my list plus more, too. There was a lot of bonuses in there that we didn't expect. And since I started working with GA and I, I wanted to you know, get away from my industrial engineering day job. And do this full time because there's just so many men out there hurting. And so that's why I started the Genuine Attraction Facebook group. Yeah, that is an amazing journey. Um, I, I love that it's coming to the point where you've learned to be comfortable with yourself, to be unapology, unapologetically yourself. And that's something I, I very much appreciate. Um, something that I struggled with myself a lot, too. Um, and so I, another part of, that I really resonated with your group was the idea that you're speaking to sort of the introverted 
men, the the introverted and the conscious men who who like know that they're good men for relationships out there, but just kind of you know struggle a little bit with the the attraction or to to generate a, a more meaningful relationship. Um, is that is that something that you kind of struggle with a lot? Is is kind of the the management and the labeling of being introverted in that way? Yeah, and in, what I've noticed with uh, a lot of men is that they're not necessarily introverted. They just have social anxiety. But they label their social anxiety as shyness because it sounds better. But really, they're just afraid to go out there. And so what they've done is they've habitualized their social anxiety into behaviors. So what they'll do is they say, well, I didn't get along well with people, so I, I went into video games. And so, or I went into this or that, or some other thing that's just by themselves, right? And they did enjoy it, but they would have probably never have found that had they not been ostracized at some point in their life. And so when they get with these group of, of other guys that have gone through this, you know, you might've noticed in school that the, the more geeky guys, they were a lot nicer because they had been through it. They knew what was going on. They, they had to go through the ridicule and all that stuff from the popular guys and things like that. And so they would they would congregate together and they would play these games and stuff like that. Plus, you know, I'm not going to say that no shy men or, or, or all shy men are introverted, but, you know, it, it does lend to that, right? And so then you can escape in your imagination. You can escape into these things and stay in your safe space with your, with your friends. And, um, and yeah, I find that that's a, that's a big problem. I think I've gotten a little off of your question. No, I mean, I, I guess it's something that I've been thinking a little bit about is, you know, for, for me, myself growing up, I've been sort of taught subconsciously that introversion is, is bad in a lot of ways that it is, that it does equate to sort of shyness and antisocial behaviors. Um, and as a result, it kind of lowers your, your self-esteem in the way if, if you were to be thought of as being introverted. So in terms of being able to put myself out there in the dating world, it, it did definitely make it really hard because of, uh, this, this sort of attachment or this labeling of me thinking that I'm introverted and that that was a bad thing. Um, so I, I just kind of appreciate that you are sort of empowering that that side that uh it's it's not necessarily you know a bad thing to be introverted but it's it's learning how to really uh be confident within yourself. Right. And I find that um there's a couple of little self tests you can do to note if you're if you're really introverted or not. Um I know it kind of get obfuscated over time by you know by being introverted you you typically aren't around a lot of people, and so you don't always develop the social skills. And so that can lead to having social anxiety, especially when you try to do something and it, or you try to interact with something. It doesn't go well with some girl that you like. And it doesn't go well, and then that, that can create that within you if you internalize that and think it's your fault, right? Um, but what I have noticed is that introversion and social anxiety are, are mutually exclusive, really. You know, if I go to a party and stuff and I'm finding it boring because I want to go and just um, go do something else or just read a book or something, I'm not finding the interaction there good. And that doesn't mean I'm afraid of the interaction. It just means that I'm just uninterested 
And so if I have to stay there in this place because I feel socially obligated to stay here, or anytime you have to do something you don't want to do for an extended period of time, it drains you emotionally. And they get out of there like, oh, I just need to get out of here. I'm bored out of my mind. You know, like staying at the, D- at the DMV trying to get your driver's license. That's draining. That has nothing to do with introversion or extroversion. Just you have to do something you don't want to do. And your time and attention is taken up and your emotional energy is being used on something that is not generating happiness for you. And so that's a lot of problem that inter- introverts can have is that they'll dismiss people offhand because they don't find them interesting. And it tends to be a little bit selfish on the introvert's part. Yeah. And that's something I'm curious about too, is, you know, how, how do introverts kind of, uh, kind of break out from that isolation in, in that sense where it, it, not isolation, but the, the fact that it does require a lot of energy to put yourself out there and to socialize and, and to go on the dating world. Um, how, how do you kind of manage that as an, as an introvert? Well, there's two folds to that, right? So you have your social anxiety portion and then you have your, I'm just going to assume this isn't going to be a fun interaction. So I have no motivation to, to get into it. And usually they play together. So there's two ways of doing it. One is if you have the social anxiety, then you do like, and you release the emotions. You got to get good at, at release the emotions and introverts are very good at distracting themselves with electronic entertainment. And so they don't always want to feel their emotions or they'll, they'll logicify everything because they feel, oh, well, there, there needs to be a reasonable explanation for this because introverts tend to be very cerebral in this way. They're like, well, I can think my way out of this emotional problem. It doesn't work. I mean, it can to an extent. It can unravel like a limiting belief, but it doesn't really help with the, the emotions that are pent up. And so they have to go through uh, letting go of the emotions by just uh, learning to allow them to happen and just allow, allowing them to run their course without judgment or the play-by, the play-by-play commentary in your mind. You know, David Hawkins and uh, the Sedona Method, they both talk about, about doing this, about how to let go of, of emotions. And the other thing is just get a few conversational skills in order to get the conversation to go deep very fast. So if they can learn to make a conversation go deep very fast and they are releasing the anxiety ahead of time, then now you're hitting it from both ways. One way you're getting rid of the negative connotation of having to approach somebody or talking to somebody. And the other one is now giving you a motivation to, to actually talk to somebody because you have a lot of good experiences you're like, oh, I can go deep with this. And now you really connect with this person. It's a really meaningful and deep conversation. Then it's going to, the next one's going to feel a little bit more like it's going to be possible to do for the next one and the next one. And, it, and that grows over time. And if you get really good at it, then you start to learn and appreciate all the cool idiosyncrasies of every person because every person's got a lot of deepness to them, but they don't always want to show it to you. And so the, the trick for the introvert is to get very skilled and how to bring that out. Right. To kind of build that sort of rapport and that comfort to be vulnerable in that way. I wouldn't even say rapport or comfort, just the presence and connection. Yeah. I'm curious. What, why, why do you think that is for a lot of men? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of also talking about myself too, but like for us to sort of be okay with uh, diving deep in that way. Um, what is what is 
what is keeping us sort of surface level in that way? Well, I like the I like the joke that men deal with relationships and their emotions like going to the doctor. Like they don't go until they have a heart attack or an anxiety attack or something, you know, like they can't ignore it any longer. It's just slapping them right in the face. And so, and so, you know, in my, in my experience, like what, what I'm doing, it's like guys won't come to me unless their wife's already left them. And at that point, I'm just like, well, there's probably a five to 10% chance you could be successful making this work. And so the reason guys hide from that is they see it as a weakness. They don't want to be perceived as being weak. And so they hold it in. They don't want to, they don't want to show it. They may feel it inside, but they, they also have an, like a hubris, hubris or however you pronounce it, in thinking that they can just, they can handle it. Like, they don't want to go to a psychologist. They don't want to go to a counselor or a men's coach because they're like, I can handle this. I got this. I don't need somebody to tell me how to do it. I can do it. And they're not going to ask their advice from their friends because they're going to be like, oh, God, my, they're going to look stupid in front of their friends. Oh, he doesn't know what he's doing with the women, you know, even though the friends can already see it. It's not. <laughs> and so guys pretend to be more than they are. They get prideful in that way. And they think that vulnerability or showing what's going on is going to show weakness. Or if they show that they don't have it figured out, it's going to show weakness. And But in fact, it's the exact opposite because in order to allow that and to show it, it takes immense courage. Because when you put yourself in a vulnerable state and you show yourself in such a way that you could be rejected by somebody else and you can demonstrate and actually live that you're okay with it, if you're not accepted by that person, that demonstrates immense courage. So it's the exact opposite of what they think. So, you know, the hiding feels safe, but it, it really isn't. And when you go out there and you can really express how you are, you start to unravel all that stuff. It's not easy. though. Not easy at all. <laughs> I, but I, I appreciate that because it is like we, uh, at least I've kind of gotten the perception that, Men are that sort of that strong, responsible, independent foundation, right? And to to be vulnerable and to ask for help and support or to seek, as you mentioned, like a, a therapist or a coach or a, a you know or a group and or even just our friends and family to be able to express ourselves there. And it's like it's it's tough to to in a way in our minds lower our positions, right? Um, and so I wonder, like, first of all, where that sort of came from and then how we can kind of break out of that and kind of take the steps towards being unapologetically ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it comes from personal power. Um, and I know I'm kind of going high level when I say that, but personal power is, is something that men need to cultivate. And it comes from, yeah, being, so you can be all those things that you're, you're describing. The thing is, is that you don't have to hide the weaknesses because they're only weaknesses if you perceive them to be that way. Like, for instance, if you're having a hard time with like, uh, like with the way your wife or your girlfriend behaving and you just say, well, I'm just going to tough it out and, you know, I'm going to act like it doesn't bother me that she does this, or I'm going to be. Or I'm just going to like shut her down because I think I don't want to deal with that kind of emotion from her. And I'm going to be the tough guy. And I'm going to, you know, cause I'm, I'm the one who's in control here. Right. The problem with that is, is that on one side, you're just being a doormat. And then on the other side, you're being a jerk. 
And neither one of them allow you to show vulnerability and actually connect with it, which would probably solve the problem. And so by demonstrating that vulnerability, by demonstrating that, that strength, that's what she can trust in. She can trust in your strength to, to bring her back in. In other words, like, you know, she'll, she'll jump all over the place as far as like the relationship goes in the in emotional sense. You know, she'll be upset in one moment. She'll be, she'll be happy over here. And you may wonder why she's so open to you in one moment and then totally close off to you in, in the next. And so the trick for a man is to decide, is to figure out, okay, how can I not only navigate my own self with vulnerability and, and be totally open and not try to change myself for her? And how do I bring her back into love when you see her coming out of it and it becomes destructive? And of course, she'll do that. Oh, sorry, you, you cut off a little bit there. But... um I really appreciate you sharing all that. I think it's so informative uh, in in terms of being able to, you know, instead of focus so much on figuring out like the the strategies or the tactics or things to say, you know, to to you know sort of generate attraction or to like I don't know for for lack of better words like manipulate the relationships in ways that is supposed to work for you. I think it's it's a lot more empowering to to kind of uh improve on ourselves first yeah yeah well thank you and, and the thing about tactics is if you try to do all these tactics and they don't work for you then that hurts you right and then if you do do these tactics and they do work then now she loves you for the tactics she doesn't like you and so you you'll always be insecure and so I tell men, you know, you don't seek to be confident. Seek to be secure in yourself. The confidence is a byproduct of that. You get it, you get secure in yourself. You develop your own personal power. You'll have a good energy. You won't have any problem attracting great men. They'll just they'll just be there. I love that. That's exciting to me too, even just hearing it. <laughs> I'm really curious in what are the the actual sort of steps that men like me could could take who who kind of struggle with the introverted side of us and and not really comfortable with sharing our our deeper emotions um the like the the fact that that gets in the way of developing a a close relationship with with people like what what is something that we could really take the first step in developing to get more comfortable and, and better at, at communicating ourselves? Well, <clears throat> like most men, introverted men have a little bit worse in, in some respects, if I'm going to generalize, but they're disconnected from their bodies and their emotions. Or maybe they don't want to acknowledge what's really going on. or They're, they're afraid to maybe go out there in the world and see where they actually stand amongst their peers. And so they keep an idea of what they, of, of how they would like to be in their head. So for instance, I could go over and give a speech or I could go talk to this woman or I could do any number of things that would take me out of my comfort zone. I could sing in public or maybe dance. And we don't do it because we're afraid of, of how we'll be seen. But the thing is, we have no idea what it's going to look like. We don't know. So we hold on to this idea of what it could be. We don't measure ourselves against reality. And so 
because we don't, we're not willing to do that. Since we're not willing to just go out there and push our, put out, push past our boundaries a little bit. We disconnect with a lot of things, all the things that, you know, when you go and you come up to that boundary or that barrier that you need to push past, all those feelings and emotions come up instead of pushing past it because liberation is on the other side of that, you know, self-esteem, secureness is on the other side of that, that mountain that you're going over. Since we keep bumping up against it and the feelings get really intense, we back off. And so we disconnect. We disconnect with those feelings. We don't want to deal with it. So we just back off. And so the first thing that men need to do is they just need to learn to be present with their emotions in real time. Acknowledge that they're there. Feel them fully without commentary, without the sports center play-by-play. You don't need to know why. It doesn't matter. You know, just get off the torture rack. It doesn't matter why you're on. It doesn't matter why you're being punished. Just get off. And that sounds a little esoteric, but the way you do that is just by allowing the feeling. And a lot of times what I'll have guys do is um, I'll say, put your mind in your feet. Because if you're walking around town and, and you're in your head, all your energy is literally in your head. Like your chi and everything is literally in your head. That's what, that's what you're energizing. That's what you're placing your focus. And the energy goes where the focus goes. So I say, put your mind in your feet. Be very conscious of how your feet touch the ground and feel them. And they'll start to feel better because the energy is now balancing out. You know, you're feeling more in your body. And when you're disassociated with your emotions, you're disassociated with your body. And the the two are, are inextricably intertwined. And so you have to become very aware of your body. So I'm big on like practices like Tai Chi or yoga or some kind of energy work or, or even like um, jujitsu or something like that. So you got to feel your body and being able to identify what emotions are popping up at what areas of your body and then noticing, Oh, I'm having a discomfort in my solar plexus. That means I'm feeling out of power and just feeling with that. Oh, okay. I see this is happening. I don't have to change it, but I do notice it's happening. And so a lot of it is just really learning to reconnect and get out of your head. And it's hard to do when you've got your phone and everything distracting you all the time. So you have to really stop and get away from those things. I started exercising a little bit of personal power. I really like that that level of awareness to be able to say, put your mind in your feet. I, I really like that. <laughs> it's a it's a good way to for for me being a classic overthinker, I just kind of it's yeah, the mind is racing all the time. So to to have that practice to really like displace that um sounds like it would be a good good step there. Yeah. And you, and the thing is, is if you can't feel your own emotions, if you can't feel your own body, how can you expect to feel how she is? You know, because that's a mirror. She's going to mirror what's going on. Women are like a really good reflection of our subconscious thinking. And that's why they, they'll get you. You know, they'll, they'll be able to net, they'll be able to like poke you in just the right way and hold you in silent contempt until you figure it out. And um, you got to be really aware of what's going on within you to see what she's doing. Because she'll do it subconsciously. She doesn't realize what she's doing, that little snipey remark or whatever. And you may say, you know, you'll hear a bunch of guys saying, well, you shouldn't put up with that remark. But you need to get to say, okay, well, where did it actually come from? Because something there is a little bit of resentment on her end. And you can you can handle it by like saying, yeah, you shouldn't talk to me that way because that's that's inappropriate. And that is actually very valid to do and to say. 
because then she should be coming with you from love. But also, what is the thing that's coming behind it? So if you can't relate to yourself and your own emotions and stuff, you're not going to be able to understand what's going on externally. You're not going to be able to pick up the energy of the situation. So like one of the big philosophies that I have, and I found this to be true, is that your most attractive quality is the energy you put off how you are in that moment. Like how, how are you feeling? How, how open and present are you? How open is your heart? How vulnerable and open and present are you in this moment? And most people aren't very much at all. And so they go around, like you'll see these guys go around, they'll try to do tactics or people will try to be really cool and stuff like that. And, and it doesn't work because people are feeling the incongruency of your character. And on an intuitive level, they know something's off. You know, that's why that salesman makes you feel achy. You just feel trapped because he's not, he's not fully there. He's trying to get something from you. You know, you already feel that way. You're already guarded when he shows up. And so if you want to be really, really attractive and you want to have really great relationships, you got to be really good with your own emotions because there comes a point where you can feel intuitively what she needs at, at this moment. You're like, okay, well, she wants this. I can feel it from her. I can actually feel her emotions coming off of her. She's, I can feel she's excited. I can feel she wants me to be closer to her. I can feel that she wants me to get away from her. And you can feel these things. You don't even have to say it. You just know what's going on. And so it's like you see through the matrix, essentially. And the only way to do that is just really opening up yourself to the sensitivity. You know, they'll say it's opening your heart chakra, so to speak. So when you go into these um, exercises of, of just that benevolent self-talk, and then that personal empowerment and that kind of thing, when you, when you're able to cut down all that chatter, all that mind chatter, now you can actually access what's happening between you and the person in front of you. And this works with men or women. It doesn't matter who it is. It's not something you're going to get overnight. It takes some time and it takes some energy. It takes some work. That's what, that's what, that's what, it, that's what men need to do is reconnect. Yeah. And that's, that's the hard part is like, this is not just an easy step to, or, or like an easy switch that, that we'll be able to tell and just all of a sudden be, you know, like the, the best dude around or anything like that. But, um, it's, it's a constant progress for sure. What I kind of took out of that too, was just being able to be in a position of, of receiving and kind of taking things in uh, to really like sit with that intuition and to really feel who it is that you're talking to, uh, you know, regardless if it's a, a woman or your boss or your manager or your friends or family, right. To really, to really just listen. Um, and I, I, I think that's hard for a lot of people, you know, we, I don't know if it's just like a patience thing or a, or this just ability to focus and to give attention, but it is, it is very difficult. Well, I find that people are trying to control the situation. So like if you're here with somebody, you're trying to control what's going on, trying to control how they feel, trying to control how you're being perceived and all that stuff. It's completely inauthentic. The trick is just you interact with them and you receive and you just observe and be give them full presence and you just allow they can be however they want they can act however they want they can yell at you they can scream they can do all kinds of things but it doesn't necessarily have any bearing on you it's just whatever they have to deal with in that moment whatever's going on with them 
And that's the thing, just allowing that and being okay with it. You know, if this woman doesn't like you, like, who cares? It doesn't matter if she likes you. And so being outcome independent with interactions with people really frees you up. Yeah. Yeah, actually, you know, with that with that topic there, it's something I've been thinking about a lot about too, is I realize I was very sorry, I'm not trying to make this about me all the time, but <laughs> I'm just trying to add some context there. But it's it's something that I, I struggle with, right? Is not attaching what I do and how I think or how I behave to a certain result or expectation of of you know getting something out of it. So well, the other thing is, is I mean, you can't completely divorce yourself from it, at least not at this stage, right? So what you do is you say, well, I know. I know that I came with good, with good intentions. You know, I know I'm a good man. I know I'm doing good things out here. So when this person doesn't receive it, it doesn't make it, you know, I have a stronger faith in what, I, what I'm trying to come across with. So if somebody doesn't like that or doesn't accept that, it doesn't matter because I, I have faith in who I, who I am. In my authenticity, and that's why it's called unapologetic, right? So if I'm going to come over here and I'm, I'm like, hey, how you doing? All this stuff, and this person can't receive me. It's not necessarily a reflection on me. That's a reflection on their unwillingness to be open, and that's due to fears and stuff. And so you just say, okay, well, that's where they're at. That's fine. I'm not going to change that. That's that's where they're at. And then you just walk off. Not a big deal. So having that, having that faith in that you are a good man with good intentions and coming from a good place and that you want to have a good interaction and you want to receive these people in your life. That is, if, if they don't accept that, that has no bearing on you at all. That just means that they, for whatever reason, they can't do it. And that includes women you approach too. And it's actually a blessing when they don't because when they don't, you know, if you try to force it, if you try to make it happen, and then they feel obligated to talk to you and stuff like that. And you do bring these people in your life, or you do use a tactic to bring somebody in your life. That means they're not matching you well on a fundamental level. And so it's going to cause problems. And so you hear guys say stuff like, I want to get this girl. How can I get that girl? And it's like, well, if she's not into you right now, and you become a better version of yourself because you're more open and present, and she's still not liking you, but somehow you're able to trick her into liking you. You're just you're just bringing a lot of problems in your life. Like this woman doesn't accept, she can't accept whatever it is you've got and you're trying to bring her in. Like, no, you don't want that woman. If she doesn't want you, you don't want her. That's probably the worst thing you can do is try to get a woman who doesn't like you to like you. Because then when she does, you're in, you're in trouble. Does that make sense? It does. And I like that. I kind of take out the idea that it's, you know, we kind of have to meet them halfway in, in a way, right? Where there's only so much that we can put out there um, or, or at least kind of control and, and to change or into to convince someone of anything. So it's uh, realizing kind of where they're at and, and then being okay with it. And of course, easier said than done. <laughs> well, it all comes from just being okay with your emotions like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Because once you do all that, you get all that emotional baggage out of the way, then you just become secure and these things just become self-evident. They don't become things, they don't become mindsets that you have to hold anymore. They just are. And and it just kind of seems weird to verbalize it this way once you're in that space. Yeah, to to just really sit with that emotion that this is what's happening. This is me being human and it's okay. You don't have to try to change it. Or And I like how you said it before. It's like you don't need to explain 
explain why you're feeling it or try to figure out why uh, it's just some, something that's happening. Well, it's really interesting because it really makes you stand out from the crowd when you're dating because you're fully present with her. And now you're kind of putting a container on the situation. And so that masculine energy, that masculine presence now actually is doing what it's supposed to do. You know, you hear a lot about this toxic masculinity and all this other stuff. And it's like, well, that doesn't really apply to guys like us that are doing this kind of work. You know, the whole Me Too thing. It's like, that's not, that's not the message for us. That's not what we, you know what I mean? And so when you're in the, when you're, when you're on a date or something, you're able to be open and calm and, and totally present with her. And you're interested in her and you're really connecting with, just trying to connect with the woman inside. She feels that. And that, that allows her to calm down. It allows her to express herself more freely because now you've, you've made this container. You've made this a more, you've made this safe space. Essentially, she feels strong. She feels safe and protected. And she will. She'll open up and she'll light up and you'll see her be more playful. She'll be, you know, she'll be more expressive and uh, she'll laugh more. All, the, all those things that us guys just love seeing women do. She'll dance more, you know, that expression. You know, we love that. And she can do that because she doesn't feel like she has to control the situation. I'm just saying it's a big difference between that and a guy who's trying to make something happen. Because now she has to try to control her frame, her situation, and he's trying to, it's like a battle. Right. Yeah. And it's maybe just providing that, that safe, open space and platform for the, the feminine energy to kind of express herself. Right. Like, um, and that's all we can do. We, we can't really push it or force it or try to pull it out or influence it in any way, but to, as, as the masculine is just kind of just provide that space. And one of the things that I noticed is that that really helped me when I first started dating again was I want to come from a place of non-judgment as much as possible. And I found that this really helped. It helped considerably because before what I would do is I would, I would uh, go on a date or something. I would, I would have like this judgment about her, you know, something she would do something weird or maybe she'd dress a certain way. And it was weird. It was almost like a defense mechanism. You know, I'd be on a date and it's like, I think this woman is gorgeous and she's sitting in front of me and she's spending her time with me. She seems to be having a good time with me. I'm just like nitpicking for some reason. And it was just a whole trying to, you know, trying to defend yourself against being too attractive or whatever. Just saying, okay, let me think of something negative about her so she's not, so I can calm myself down, I guess. This was going on subconsciously. And what happens is, is that guys will do this. They'll go on a date. And it's almost like a, like in the old Seinfeld episodes where Jerry Seinfeld, he'd always find something wrong with the women. You know, like the famous man hands episode. But she would, you know, and so you go, you go there and you have these things. And when you're thinking about these things, you're not present and you're not connecting with her. And so I say, you have discernment, obviously, if she, if you're hanging out with her and you're not judging her, but you find some bad behavior that you're like, yeah, this isn't going to fly. You're not really judging her for it. You just say, okay, well, this is where she's coming from. And just take a mental note to say, okay, well, she's not in relationship with her. I'm not going to commit myself to this woman. No matter what she's already disqualified herself in that realm. That doesn't mean that she's not great to hang out with, that she, she can't be a lot of fun right now and all this other stuff. And guys, guys do that. They'll judge the woman right off the bat. Good judgments, bad judgments. And it really hinders the ability to open and be present. Because too much chatter going on. Can't feel it. 
when that's going on. And she intuitively notices this too. Like you, you'll say, you'll have this judgment in your head and then all of a sudden the energy will shift and things get awkward all of a sudden. You're like, what, what happened? And now you're, now you, that brings you more in your head and you kind of spiral out of control. And like, she doesn't know what to do. You don't know what to do. And you're both scrambling for, to, to make that safe space again, essentially. I find that sometimes when I, I relate that back to what I would would do growing up as well, like both kind of hearing a lot of certain messages around me about, you know, what it meant to be a man and what the idea of masculinity was supposed to be created a lot of judgment towards those who maybe were not portraying those specific behaviors or traits, right? And so just... I think maybe this is kind of going a little bit different direction here, but uh, this the the idea of just judgments do get in the way of how we interact with people. And uh, if we can get rid of that somehow, if we can kind of let go of those judgments and thinking that we are, you know, better in some way or, or expecting a certain way of of doing something, then we can, like you said, like provide that open space and really... Uh, really dive into something deeper yeah and those judgments come from just not being secure in yourself because they they come from a, a way of uh, projecting out into the world to try to change the world and, and just label and say the world needs to be different than it is because you're not feeling secure in yourself and it sounds like kind of a jump to say that but actually experiencing that where you're like okay i feel really good about who i am or where i am and and, and i can see how people are having their problems in their life. And that's discernment. It's not necessarily judgment. And it's like, so when somebody acts X out or X weird or something like that, it becomes more of just like, oh, that's a novelty. That's interesting. As opposed to a condemnation. Because you don't need to, con- you don't need to condemn them to make yourself feel better. It's just, you know, like, cause you already feel great. You're like, okay, well, this person's doing that thing. And I find it either amusing personal preference or, or just, it just is. And so those things tend to drop off on their own. When you stop the self-criticism and all the self-judgments, the judgments for other people tend to drop off on their own. Well, I like that. That's that's really big. It's it's again focusing on on working on ourselves uh, and really being who you are as a as a person, as a human, uh, not just a man or what your idea of a man is, but really just sitting with who you are and not have to be sort of pressured in what others will cast upon you or, or project their own values and desires and wants. So um, it's a really, really noble mission here that you're going after too. So really appreciate it. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. That's a good compliment. I appreciate it. Awesome. So Ed, thank you again for, for sharing your, your time here. Uh, do you have, what, what are you working on right now? And do you have anything that you'd, you'd be willing to share in, in terms of how people can find you and, and the projects that you're working on? Well, yeah, the, the biggest thing is I've started a YouTube channel. So you can find it as Genuine Attraction. You can just do a search in, in YouTube and you'll find it. Or if you search Google, it'll obviously come up as the first, as first result. I also do a group coaching course right now, and it's called the Shy Guy's Guide to the Unapologetic Self. So if people are interested in doing that, it's where I take like a small handful of guys, five to 10 guys, we go through 
It's a nine week course that takes you from being shy and confused to having confidence and clarity so that you can attract your perfect partner. And uh, yeah, it's a nine week video course. And every week we get together and it's a small handful of guys and we go through as long as we need to help the guys with all their troubleshooting and sticking points. And um, yeah, those are the two big things that I got going on right now. You can also find me in the Facebook group like you found me. And uh, if, if guys have questions, they can ask there, you know, sometimes they'll answer a relationship question in a YouTube video or whatnot. So there you go. Awesome. I really appreciate you extending the time there. I didn't expect that. So really appreciate that. And um, it was really good connecting with you. Right on, man. It's good talking to you too. This has been a good conversation. All right. How was that? I bet there was a lot of reflection in there. Definitely was a lot for me. Um, or maybe it, nothing, it didn't do anything for you. And that's, that's cool too. Um, in, in any case, I'd actually love to hear it because that's the only way I'll improve. It's really interesting being a, a rookie content creator. You know, there's a balance between not caring about what other people think or, you know, putting too much weight on other people's feedback or reviews or criticism. But um, me starting out, I, I very much value and, and need that, actually. So if this did provoke any thoughts or insights or, you know, just anything for you, I'd, I'd love to hear it. And that will help me move forward in a way that will be helpful for, for people. So you can find me at Victor Ung, victorung.com. There you'll find a, a button to email me directly, or you can find me at instagram.com slash underscore Victor Ung. And in the meantime, you can also subscribe to this podcast and my blog and newsletter updates uh, at victorung.com slash subscribe. And by subscribing, you'll also get my free PDF download that outlines 11 exercises that I've collected to improve your own emotional intelligence, to kind of coach yourself in, in some cool tools and some ways to, you know, jumpstart your own journey here. So if you're interested in that, victorrong.com slash subscribe. And with that, I really appreciate you being here and listening. And I will talk to you next Monday. See you later, guys.